Hi, welcome to our character study of uh, the Apostle Judas, which I believe to be a study of hypocrisy because I believe Judas is the epitome of what a hypocrite is and he shows the end result of what hypocrisy does to a, in an individual. Kills them spiritually is what it does. Hypocrisy is the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. You're saying this, you're doing that. That's the life of a, of a hypocrite. Interestingly, Judas Iscariot, I've always struggled with his name because his name is incredible. It's the praise of the Lord. But when you understand him to be a hypocrite, you understand his name is, is hypocrisy in of itself because he is definitely not the praise of the Lord. As for Iscariot, well, the name simply means he comes from Kerioth, which is some town in Judah. That's all it means. He's not a Sakari, he's not an assassin, he's not a trying to encourage Jesus' game. Judas is a hypocrite. His focus is money. That's all he's about. Nothing else. He's the son of Simon Iscariot. Both of them are from, obviously, from Kerioth. Let's, I'd like to give you seven titles that we can put upon Judas, and I think these seven titles help give us a really good insight to his character and to who he is. Right at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, probably three months in, Jesus has got a large contingent following him on a regular basis, and he needs to have an inner circle. So he goes up, to the, he goes up on a mountain, and he prays all night to his father. He comes down, and then he picks 12, 12 disciples who have been there for a very long period of time, and, and he picks them to be his closest followers. Then a year later, we see in John 6, verse 70, Jesus says, one of you is a devil. And I think that word devil is a really bad translation because it's also, uh, you can translate it slanderer. And he is referring to uh, Judas at that time, but nobody understood that except for the reader himself. And then the, the only time we're really seeing Judas is when he, it's the last week of Jesus' life. It's the Passion Week. This is the Sunday night. He's at the home of Martha and, and, and Mary and Lazarus having a meal with them. And in comes Mary, and she anoints Jesus' feet with a very expensive perfume. And Judas stands up, and he starts to criticize. Why wasn't this perfume saved? And we could have taken the money, and we could have given it to the poor. Judas was being, obviously, a hypocrite. John records, now he said this, not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief. And, he had, he, and as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. Now this is really an important character study right here in understanding that Judas was a thief. He didn't become a thief. He was a thief when he was selected. So you go back to the very beginning where he's an apostle. Jesus is selecting from this, this large group of disciples of guys that have been following him for the last couple of months, the 12. So Judas has been there for the last couple of months, and you have to say, why? Well, if you understand his profession, a thief, thieves like large crowds. Why? So they can work the crowd, so they can pickpocket, and they can steal from the people. So as Jesus is teaching, Judas is working the crowd. And obviously, Jesus can see that Judas is a thief, and he's working the crowds, and he's stealing from the people that are trying to learn on a spiritual level. So lo and behold, when Jesus comes down off that mountain, and when he says, Judas, you're going to be one of the twelve, there was nobody more surprised than Judas himself, who now has to step forward, because he's in, he's in the limelight, and he's going to be one of the twelve. Where do you keep your enemies? 
close to your side. Jesus can keep an eye on Judas. Not to mention, I don't think he's just picking him out to be the betrayer at this time, but Jesus is trying to help Judas because if Judas just remains a thief, he's, his soul's lost. But if he comes into the 12, he gets to hear all these lessons. But the problem with Judas is what we're going to see as his life goes on is he doesn't listen. I mean, John's identifying him at the very end of Jesus' ministry still as that thief, still pilfering from the money box. And that's the lesson for us to pick up on. How many people are sitting in the pews and they're, they're, they're supposed to be listening to the class or the sermon or the Lord's table, but their mind is someplace totally different. They're, listening to, they're thinking about the basketball game that night or the football game or what are we going to do for dinner or what are the kids doing or what's my job this week going to be like. Totally focused someplace else, claiming to be a follower of Christ, but they're not at all. What are they doing? They're practicing hypocrisy. What was Judas doing all these years? Practicing hypocrisy. Claiming to be a follower, but never listening, never learning, never understanding. Because he was focused on the money. He was a betrayer. Now it's the Thursday night, and Jesus, as just before he's about to establish the, uh, the Lord's table, he says, as they were reclining at the table and eating, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. So there's that title, betrayer. And then right after that, all of them were so grieved. And now that word grieved here in Mark 14, 19, look it up. It's, it's a different word. It should be saying they were offended. They weren't saddened. They were insulted because Jesus would even say that one of us is going to betray him. And then they said to him, surely not I. And that surely not I is an emphatic statement, not a questioning not a questioning saying, oh, do you think it's me? Oh, not me. No, no. They're saying, it isn't me. It isn't me. All the way down through to even Judas, who lies to Jesus' very face by saying, surely not I. And Jesus says to him in Matthew, you have said it. Right? Judas knows. Jesus knows. And then we see the hypocrite. When Jesus is being arrested, he who was betraying them had given them a signal saying, whomever I kiss, he's the one. And that's what Judas does. Runs up and says, Rabboni, and gives him a kiss. There's the hypocrisy in its prime as he betrays the Lord himself. And then the last one, the last one is a coward. Now this is really important, this Matthew 27, verse 3 to verse 5. It reads, when Judas who had betrayed him, saw that he had been condemned, he felt remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, what's that to us? See to that yourself. And he threw the, the pieces of silver into the temple sanctuary and departed. And he went away and hanged himself. Now what you need to see here is Judas was at the trial because he saw that Jesus had been condemned. There was the three. There was John, there was Peter, and there was Judas at the trial. And when he saw that Jesus was condemned and then led away, feeling that remorse, Judas heads to the temple. Why? Because he wants to get his sins forgiven. He's seeking forgiveness. But because he didn't listen to all that Jesus was teaching, he didn't believe that Jesus could forgive him of his sins. He thought you had to go to the temple. 
So he goes to the temple, and being a thief, when you're, you're repenting as a thief, you return what you have stolen. That's why he was taking the 30 pieces back to the chief priest. And he's going into the temple, and look at his opening statement to these guys. He's got the money in hand to return, and he says, I've sinned by betraying innocent blood. I'm seeking forgiveness. What can you do for me? And what did they say? What's that to us? We don't want any part of you. We don't want any part of any of this. See to that yourself. Find your own forgiveness. In his total anger, he throws the silver. And he goes out, and he doesn't know where to turn. Because he hasn't been listening to the lessons. He hasn't been following Christ. He had his... He was backing on the Old Testament and, and the, the whole Judas, Judaism system, and it turned him down. He's got no place to go. What else is he going to do? He can't face the 12. He can't face the people. They all know he's the betrayer. So because of his cowardice, he went off and hanged himself. That's the seven titles that Judas has. An apostle, a slanderer, a thief a betrayer, a liar, a hypocrite, and a coward. And the lesson that we need to pull from Judas is you got to be focused when you're in church, when you're studying your scriptures. you got to understand it's more than just saying you're a follower of Christ. you got to have the follow-up. If you play the hypocrite, there comes a time when that no longer works. It doesn't work for the church. It doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for your family. Hypocrisy will be exposed, and that'll be a very ugly day. Where will you turn if you've given up Christ all this time? That's the lesson on Judas. Thank you for watching.